and we are live here in the gymnasium tailgate ACC Atlantic Coast Conference Edition. I am your host, XFL Jim, joined by my illustrious co-host in his own garage, paying homage to the garage itself, channeling that garage energy in our picks, folks. It's none other than the Gulf Coast guru himself, Magic fucking Mike. How you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. It's me. It's me. It's the GCG in a garage. I'm I'm digging it, man. I, I love the feel of being in a garage. This is the first time I've been shooting in, in, in one, and I see what you're doing. I, I like it. I, I see what you did. It's a lifestyle, if I'm being honest. Live it like the garage is a lifestyle. <laughs> it's one I think I might stick with for a little bit until my office is done up here. There you go. And you know what else is a lifestyle? Smooth gooch, smooth balls brought to you by manscaped.com promo code XFL for 20% off and free shipping. Go get you some right now. And where are we going to be after this video drops, after the live stream drops, after the podcast drops, we post the video to a little nifty betting website called better than Vegas. I know you have been doing your college football fast fives. Every like every day you've been pumping those out, man. Yeah, man. BTV is the absolute best forum for guys like us that want to get on there, share our thoughts. You could share your picks, share your thoughts on sports, share your thoughts on the games, whatever's going on. It's awesome. It's a huge forum of dudes like us. There's nothing else like it. It's it's perfect. And not only that, what they've been doing recently is they've been literally giving away free money. You follow them on Twitter. You retweet these like polls that they do, and if if the prop that they pick on happens to hit, they'll pick someone at random. You win literal free money. They gave away one hundred and fifty dollars already this week. Yeah, you know who? Uh, you know who got selected for one of those one time? Was it you? It was me. Yeah, I didn't win, but it would have been uh, would have been I think two hundred dollars if it, if it would have hit. So yeah, they give it away. Hey. They're literally giving away money over at BTV, and you can win them if you go follow our picks for these college football win totals. Without further ado, are you excited to start the Power Five conferences, my friend? Yes. I mean, as much as I love the group of five, I I love watching those mid-major games. The Power Five is what most people tune in for. It gets exciting, and specifically, the ACC is wild. It's always just absolute mayhem and carnage. And it's one of the fun, the most fun to do because it's not all about spot situations. There's just teams that lose games to other teams for certain reasons. It's a blast. It's I love this conference. It's so fun to try to grade out. They don't call it coastal chaos for nothing. <laughs> exactly. So without further ado, let's jump into this. Team number one. I hate seeing them this low because I I don't know why I've had like a big crush with Dino Babers forever, but it's Syracuse with an over under win total of three. I think I just, I was swept up in that. Did they have a 10 win season like three years ago? They did. They did. And and he was riding high. He's such a likable guy. Dino Babers. He really is. He's like a big teddy bear, you know, but it's, it's been rough watching what's going down now. And it, it doesn't really look like it's going to turn the corner to get much better. So it is unfortunately a uh, hot seat year for Mr. Dino Babers. God, I hate seeing that. It is I was riding so I just got swept up. I think me. I always I always have in my head like Dino Babers is a good coach. Dino Babers is a good coach, but they like they that year is the outlier. I know. To the other ones. 
I, I hope he gets another chance somewhere else after this. And it's, I don't even like dome football, but the carrier dome, like for being a, a basketball school, like they have a good home field advantage. I mean, they took down Clemson there the, a couple years ago. It's, it's tricky. It's, it's just a fun team when they're good, but it just doesn't come around often. It doesn't. I might have to transfer my New York sort of powers to Rutgers after uh, after this year. <laughs> the Golden Guido, yes. There we give fucking him, go. Give we'll him get to him deal. later. But for now, Syracuse starting off the year at Ohio. Yeah, risky game to go down to Athens, Ohio. I've been there before. It's it's an interesting town. Like it's just a bunch of mountains, and then all of a sudden a campus comes, and they love their football there. Um, this year, OU did lose Frank Solich. He retired due to medical conditions, but the coach takes over that's been with him. I misplaced in the name right now, but he's been with him since his Nebraska days. So they're not I, losing a beat there. That entire staff is sticking together. They're, just, I mean, they're just losing the figurehead. Exactly. And they still got a good team around them. And I think this gives them a little bit of a let's win it for, for, uh, Solich. So I'm down with it. I, I think Syracuse loses. <sighs> I'm going to give Syracuse the win because I know they're still breaking in the new Rourke quarterback, but I do. This is a dangerous game. This yeah, is, I mean, this he is, got some playing time last year, and they have that Armani Rodgers, too. So that's where it's could be interesting to see who they play and, and what they go with. But yeah, I, I hope for Dino's sake he gets this one because it's a slippery slope if he doesn't. Yeah, it really is. So I'm going to give Syracuse the win on this one. But up next, they go, uh, they get Rutgers at home. And that's. Yeah. I got them losing. <laughs> I got them losing. I feel like Rutgers is just in a better spot right now. Like they're kind of, they're like meeting in the winds on yeah, their trajectory. Two ships passing in the night, right? Um, I think it's uh, it's it's you know, Shiano. However he does it, whatever methods he uses, he's a better recruiter, and they're going to have more talent there than Syracuse has right now. I think that's the main thing. I think that's probably the, what sets them over the edge. Syracuse losing to Rutgers, then they get Albany at home. That's a nice little. Pick me up. Yep, we'll give him a win there. Then Liberty at home. Why are you scared? If you're going to schedule these G5s as a school like Syracuse, don't schedule a Liberty. And that's that's where I think it's so slippery. If you lose, even though we all know Liberty's good, if you lose to OU and then you have you have Liberty come in and wipe the floor with you like they did what last did they play? They played last year, didn't they? I'm pretty I sure Liberty blew them so. out. I'm almost positive they played them at the Carrier Dome last year and, and just wiped the floor with them, and it's not going to be any better this year. So I got a loss. Yeah, I have a loss for them as well. Up next, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they won 38 to 21. Yeah, Liberty did. Up next, they get to play at Florida State. Yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a loss there. I got a loss there too. Then they get Wake Forest and Clemson home back to back. Two more losses for me. That's two more losses for me as well. They're going to go to at Virginia Tech afterwards. I hope I like he gets that. that. I hope he I, gets that one, but, yeah, it's a loss. Uh, yeah, he's going to lose that one. Boston College at home before the bye week. Uh, normally I would think like a team like Boston College could lose in the Carrier Dome, but I'm actually really high on Boston College this year. It's another I'm, loss. I'm lockstep with you on that one. Lose there. Bye week and then – you hate this after the bye week at Louisville at NC State Pitt at home. Yeah, I got two losses to Louisville and NC State, but I I do have them beaten Pitt at home. It's just the way I think Pitt's season's gonna go. It's a Pitt thing to do. Is there? I, I think am, they're gonna beat some good teams and then lose the games like this. 
I am irrationally high on Pitt this year. Like, yeah, I, like they, bash me with a head, like a hammer. I am that high on Pitt. I don't know why, and I hate it, but it's just how I feel. They should be good. They they have so much talent in that state, and they pump out so many NFL players. It's it's ridiculous that they're they not have like a twenty seven year old quarterback now. Yeah, yeah, he's in his like sixteenth year. I know they should. This should be the year. I just can't. I can't trust Pat Narduzzi to to really crest it. I don't know why I'm feeling it this year. I'm feeling it with a couple teams, but I overall I have him at, at, at two and ten, and that's being I, generous. I do as well, <laughs> two and ten, because I have him beating Louisville and Ohio, and I think I'm fairly ha- like high on this under. You had him beat Louisville. I had beat Louisville, but um, losing to Pitt and NC State. Okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel pretty good about the under. I don't, I don't think it would have to be a big emotional wave for the uh, save Dino Babers. If they could do it, if they, if Syracuse somehow makes a bowl game and like they beat Liberty uh, and Rutgers and like upset of Virginia tech, that would be just like a crazy good year. It would be great. I, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you one nugget, one little thing just in case Syracuse fans are watching. They moved to a three-three-five last year, which it was the COVID year. So trying to install that in the COVID year, that's probably a big reason why they were 90th in scoring defense and 112th total. So with 10 starters back on the defense, the second year running the three-three-five, maybe they got some pieces there that they they could do a little bit better on defense and keep some games a little tighter. They could. I just, I'm really not seeing it. Another team I'm not really seeing it with is the next one up, Duke, with a win total set at three and a half. Yeah. You ever have like a coworker where you had to have like a really uncomfortable conversation about like, uh, you know, you need to go shower, man. People are starting to complain about it. Like you need to go. I've had to do that as a supervisor before. And I think that's where we're getting with David Cutcliffe is there is an uncomfortable conversation coming somewhere in or after this year where it's time to go. The, the thing with David Cutcliffe is though, like if you get rid of him, Duke is probably just back to where they were before him, which was also like a three win team. I agree. But I think when you're Duke and you're a basketball school, quote unquote, but you're watching like a Kansas go and grab Lance Leopold. I think there's other names out there that you say like, okay, man, we got to go and get a, a, a hot name. Cause this thing's getting stale and we're not, we're not going anywhere. You know? You, yeah, especially with like the money you're going to be seeing from football nowadays with these different like real, this conference realignment, you're really trying to go for it. Absolutely, and the the AAC or the ACC is going to need need every team to step up here real soon. So they start the season. Am I reading this right? Are they going to Charlotte? They're going to Charlotte. They're playing a G five team in their backyard. So similar to D- uh, Dino Babers. I think this gets slippery fast because I think they're going to lose to Charlotte in Charlotte. See, I just I can't see no matter how bad David Cutcliffe at Duke has been. He always takes care of these games. He does. He is typically the type to put away the G5 teams. He's like the opposite uh, Pat Fitzgerald who will lose these games and then (laughs) just like steamroll his division. Yes, exactly. And it's so funny because they play, you know, and he plays he plays Pat Fitzgerald pretty tough when they do play. But um, this team, it's just, you don't have, I mean, he's the, he's the quarterback guru, David Cutcliffe, but you just don't, you had Chase Bryce last year who just turned the ball over constantly. This team had 
39 turnovers in 11 games last year. It's sloppy. It's not a sign of a Cutcliffe coach team. And now you you don't have any big name quarterback. It's just I just don't see it. I, I think a Charlotte will be very excited to get Duke at home. I'm going to throw out last year for COVID <laughs> and give it to Cutcliffe. He's going to get this one done and beat Charlotte at Charlotte. Up next, North Carolina A-N-T. All right, I got him with the win there. Easy win right there. Then they get Northwestern at home. I have them losing to Pat Fitzgerald at home this time. <sighs> Pat Fitzgerald, so Northwestern is replacing so much. I think the Holinsky pickup is is huge. I think that's though. huge. I I do think like an actual quarterback at Northwestern because if their defense, it won't, probably won't be as good as it was last year. But if their offense is even passable, this team is dangerous. Yeah, I mean, as long as he has some talent out there, he's always going to have a good enough defense for teams like Duke. You know, he'll get rolled by Ohio State with the players he has, but for a team like Duke, he'll coach him up good enough to where that defense looks respectable. So. Yeah, I'm going to give the edge to Northwestern, mostly on Halinski. I'm just high on that pickup. I'm also going to give the edge to Northwestern. Northwestern gets that dub, but then Duke gets to play Kansas. Yes, and this is kind of what I'm talking about is with with my theory of how this season's kind of going to roll. So I got them one and two already, and you got Kansas, which is traditionally the worst Power 5 team around, you know, but now you have that energy with Leopold in there and like what better way to get your first win than to come up and roll into, you know, Chapel Hill. Nope. That's North Carolina. I can't think. Uh, of it. I forget where do they're not in. No. Oh my God. I can't think of it. Uh, anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> but to come up there and beat David Cutcliffe on his own turf, I think it could really happen because I, I just think Durham. Leopold's Durham. <laughs> God, oh, sorry, sorry, that was bugging the hell out of me. Yeah, I don't blame you. I was like too embarrassed that I couldn't think of it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I like. Le- I think Leopold's just gonna have more energy around the program. I guess is what I'm getting at. So yeah, I got. I am one thousand percent on Leopold having energy and changing the culture at Kansas. It seems like the job that he was kind of made for. He's made for these rebuild jobs. Mm-hmm. Don't see it this year. This is like a tear it down year, in my opinion. And I think Duke at home gets the win over Kansas. That's probably the more likely answer. <laughs> I think this might be the for the conference we've disagreed with, like these teams. Maybe that's what the Power Five we're going to be disagreeing all the time. Well, there like it is. This. Well, leave it to the ACC, man. <laughs> leave it to the fucking coastal ACC, the fucking weird conference. <laughs> After Kansas, they get to go to UNC. Yeah, I got them losing there. UNC is going to throttle. Duke in that game. Yeah. Georgia Tech at home afterwards is a nice little reprieve, but I still don't see him winning that one. I do have him beating Georgia Tech, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm higher just... on uh I'm higher on Tech. Okay. Just a little bit. Just a little I, I hope so. I hope so. I like I like uh what's Jeff Collins, right? Yeah, Jeff yep. Collins. I do like Jeff Collins. I like what he's doing there. I will get into it on the next one. They're they're next anyway. How damn. <laughs> Yeah, we will. At Virginia, right before I got the a, bye week. Yeah, I got a loss there. That's an easy loss for me. At Wake, out of the bye week. Also a loss. Loss there, too. Pitt at home. I do have them beating Pitt. Pitt's coming off of playing at Clemson and at – or I'm sorry, they're hosting Clemson in Miami, and then they'll play Pitt – or uh, Duke and Duke. So I am going with Duke to win that game. 
So you were saying Syracuse is one of these games that Pitt loses. Duke is one of these games that Pitt mm-hmm. fucking loses. They were like, I've been losing both. <laughs> God, I'm still so high. I'm still super. I'm unrationally high on Pitt. Pitt's winning this game. I'll have some. I'll have a little nugget when we get the Pitt that I think you'll like. Oh, I I will probably have the same nugget if we're if I know what we're talking about. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going insane this year at Virginia Tech after that pit win in your book loss in mine. Yeah, I got three losses to end the season here, so lost to Virginia Tech, lost to Virginia Tech, lost to Louisville at home, and lost to Miami at home. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I feel like I'm being pretty generous and high on Duke, and I'm giving them three wins. That's where I got them as three as well. I yeah I and I feel like that's being generous. I'm 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 on the under here. I'm I'm leaning under. I'm not going to be as confident as with Syracuse just because like there's a part of me that still hopes Santa Claus is real. Like David Cutcliffe is going to pull it out. But yeah, if, I'm, if I'm like people under. buy into like Cutcliffe hype, kind of closer to the season, and this goes up to four. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit more on the under there. Yeah, I would be as well. I don't I don't know that it's going to happen this year though. I I think that's just the general feeling is that it's it's done. Maybe he'll use it as bulletin board material though. He might. I mean, I hope he does. I I like David Cutcliffe. I do too. Up next, a team we are both excited about, Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I, I mean, the only reason I'm pulling for this team is cuz you know, I I wish it would have never happened. I wish every Power 5 team had one triple option or every power five conference had one triple option team in the conference. I wish I miss it. I miss the triple option at Georgia tech. I really do, but I don't want to see Jeff Collins get fired after three years after having to tear down the whole thing. It's so tough what he's doing there. So just seeing the progress that they're having, I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for him too. I really like someone who embraces the program in the city, the way he seems to have done it. And I just, he seems like such a fucking good coach that I would, I'd run through a wall for him. Yeah. Same here. I mean, the problem, the problem really is, is that the players haven't really showed up to do it yet. And they still have, they still have a triple option style quarterback with Jeff Sims and he's struggling. He's struggling to throw the ball. I think you need, it sucks being Jeff Collins, but you might need like a, a bridge coach in between a triple option coach going away from it entirely. I agree because the pressure gets so hot on you, especially when you're a power five school and one with a lot of success like Georgia Tech has had throughout the years where they're, you know, always been like respectable. So, yeah, it's it kind of sucks. Like he's probably not going to get much longer than this year. It sucks. They start the season off with NIU and Kennesaw State at home. At least a good start to the season, though. I got two wins. I got two wins there as well. And they're over under, by the way. I think I mentioned it four and a half. Yeah. Call order. After those yeah. two, they get. I hate that they have to play Clemson every year. I, I know. I mean, what a bullshit. That's the rival. The rivalry they're trying to shove down our throats, right? Isn't that the one? That's yeah. That's they, the one. They pick those cross division rivals, and yeah, Clemson draws Georgia Tech. That's cool. <laughs> that's just the way you drew it up, right? So they lose yeah. to Clemson at Clemson, then they get UNC and Pitt at home. So I got them losing to UNC, and here we're going to go back into my uh, my theory on Pitt. I have Pitt starting off 4-0, which is why I have Pitt losing right here to Georgia Tech. <laughs> you know what? I can, uh, I can understand it. 
I just I'm not going to agree with you. <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> getting this win. I, I hope I'm wrong, man. I have them losing to the three worst teams in the conference, but <laughs> that would be that. I mean, that would be classic pit. <laughs> it would be. After that, they're going to go to Duke. Yeah, I got a loss. Yeah, I have Duke beating them. No, I did not. So that is a win for Georgia Tech going into the bye week. And then they finish off at Virginia, Virginia Tech, and at Miami. Yeah, I got three losses there. I hope they bite Virginia Tech, but uh, I, I got three losses there. And I'm pretty confident on the other two, the road games. I got them with uh, three wins in this whole season. Not looking <laughs> good for the Yellow Jackets and Jeff Collins here. That's exactly where I have them as three wins as well. And I think you're still going to see improvement, but it's just not going to show in the record. It's Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what you might be looking for. It is year three, and year two was a COVID year. Maybe you're just looking for like non-blowout losses to every team but Clemson. You know what's always sad too is it's it's not even the athletic directors or anybody like really like with the program that talks with Jeff Collins and had anything to do with hiring him. It's the boosters and the fans and all those people that are going to be whining about it that don't understand what's really going on, how tall of an order it was to change this around, especially with the way the conference is a mess right now, and you got one of the most dominant teams in it that you play every single year. They're, not they only don't that. understand that. So they finish off with Boston College at home at Notre Dame and Georgia. And that's the other thing with Georgia Tech in particular is they have to play Georgia every year. Exactly. They play Clemson and Georgia guaranteed every year. You don't get that as like a mid-tier power five school. Like Kansas, yeah, they have to play Texas OU every year. They have to play that super tough slate. But out of conference, Kansas can schedule whoever the fuck they want. Exactly. Yeah, and it's been biting them in the ass lately because they keep scheduling teams that are beating the hell out of them. But um yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would be hard pressed to find anybody that has any anything tougher than that than having to play those two teams every single year. I mean, the only way to go up would be to play like Clemson and Ohio State or you know Bama. So yeah, it's, that's rough. It's two guaranteed losses. That's super rough. I'm I'm on the under here. It's I hate being on the under here, but I'm on the under here. I'm pretty comfortably on the under. I don't see him getting a five. Son of a bitch. Okay, <laughs> Florida State over under. Five and a half. I just love fading Florida State because I hate the Seminoles. But I feel like I've been seeing improvement in them at least a little bit. I mean, last year, see, this is this is basically the biggest mystery that there's gonna be. Year one. Yeah, it's year one. You're you're picking up, you know, Norvell came there from Memphis. He took over for that bum Willie Taggart. And then he had last year to try to figure it out in the COVID year. Just an absolute joke. So as opposed to you, I actually really like the Florida State Seminoles. I, I've, I'm, I'm higher on them for sure. I just hate them as a team. No, I'm saying I, I've always liked them as a oh, team. I just hate all the teams from Florida. <laughs> I, I I liked um, I liked Ric Flair and I, I, I like oh. Triple H. I always like the bad guys. And Florida State is a bad guy. They're When they're good, people love to hate them. And that's why I like them. <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair point. I mean, I do love having like bad dudes in co- in like college football, like Alabama as the top team. They're such a boring like Ugh. enemy. They're no, they've got no pizzazz. Give me a fucking Miami, a Florida state or like a USC USC. That's another big one. I fucking love hating those schools. Yes. I would normally say Texas, but not anymore. Fuck Texas. I mean, on a normal year, I would say Texas is super fun to hate, and I still do hate Texas, but it's a real hate. It's yeah, been it's a real hate fun. forever as a Nebraska fan, but this is like, <laughs> this is 
past football. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. It's fucking personal. <laughs> uh, anyway, Florida State starting off the season. Notre Dame coming to town. Yeah, this Notre Dame team, I mean, we already covered them in the independence. They're not bringing up back a whole lot. They have a lot of question marks. But here's the thing is about Notre Dame is you know what Brian Kelly is. You know what he does. Now, they're coming down to play a complete mystery. You got Mackenzie Milton coming into town, and it sounds like not only is he probably going to play, he's probably going to start week one. You take Notre Dame, you take the Catholics down to Tallahassee, and you make them play on a Sunday. I'm not calling upset, but it's it's the line last I saw was nine and a half. Let it go up and take it, because Florida State's going to keep this game close. Norvell's going to surprise some people. Um, I am calling the upset. Yes. Give me the Seminoles here to stomp. The, if there's a team that I hate more than fucking Florida State, it's Notre Dame. Give me the Seminoles. I'm a Notre Dame fan, but when we're all wrapped up, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a uh, something that might make you even feel bad for Notre Dame, but we'll wait. <laughs> I mean, probably. After that, they get to play Jacksonville State. Yeah, that's a win. I mean, it's a good, it's a good FCS, but it should be a win. <sighs> That is a good one. Before we jump into the songs, I got we got a comment here. Uh, my buddy Christian Herman, his favorite pick of the whole year. We'll get to this when we cover the SEC, but this is his favorite pick: Florida plus fourteen and a half versus Alabama. The atmosphere, freshman QB in Gainesville, fucking going to be an excellent game. Man, I I hope he's right. I looked at because they're on they're on this schedule, so I did a little deep dive into Florida this year, and I was not overly impressed. However, I will say. That Alabama, their win total, I already know, is 11. And I would hammer the under because that's one of the, the under two. That's a tricky spot. They play at Mississippi State. They play at Texas A&M. They're dropping they get Ole Miss at home. Uh, Ole Miss, I cannot remember. I, I think it's at home. I think. Either way. Either way. But that's another dangerous one. And and Nick Saban knows he doesn't have to go undefeated to go into the playoffs. You know, at one loss, he can afford it. I, he just went undefeated, won the national championship last year. I just, I, I see him dropping one. I see it too. Back he could, to, he could be right about that Gators. Yeah, well, could be. I like it. Back to Florida State after their Jacksonville State win. I got them with two wins so far. They go to Wake Forest. I got them dropping that one. I also have them dropping that one. Weird stuff happens in Winston Salem. It does. It's not a crazy environment, but that team's a lot of fun. Dave Clawson has built a fun team. <laughs> I fucking love Dave Clawson so Me much. Me too. Me too. After that, they get Louisville and Syracuse at home. I got them taking two wins there. I got them with two wins there as well. Then right before the bye week, they go to UNC. So what I can only assume is a fucking slaughterhouse. Yeah, so here's the thing is they did beat North Carolina last year. and so even Brown, a revenge game. Mac Brown has actually never beaten Florida State, which is really interesting. But the disparity, it's at home, the disparity in talent, I think he's going to run that team out of town. So I, I do give him the loss. I think it's the revenge factor. I think this is Mac Brown putting away his bad energy. I hate Mac Brown, but they, you, Florida State loses this game. I agree by a lot. Yeah, out of the bye week though they get UMass. So yeah, what congratulations a on that! <laughs> what a good use of your bye week. You really needed it there. Yeah, yeah they're, they're kind of giving themselves like two bye weeks before going to Clemson. That is nice, at least, but it's not going to help. It's a loss against Clemson. It's not going <laughs> to help at all. Clemson is going to demolish the Seminoles. Absolutely. 
After that, they get to play NC State at home. I do have them beating NC State at home, though. Just, I don't. I think after that, after Clemson beatdown, they're going to be demoralized. Very well, could be. Very well, could be. After that, they get to play Miami at home. I got them losing that. Got them losing that one. Then finish off the season at Boston College and at Florida. At Boston College, that's way too late in the season for a Florida team to travel that far north. That's a loss for Florida State for sure. But then here's what I was saying is Florida is on this schedule. I don't see what the preseason hype is on Florida. Like the the some of the things I've been looking at there in the 11 to 15 range, like rankings and everything I'm seeing, and I don't see it on the roster. I think it's going to be kind of a rough year for Dan Mullen in Florida. And Dan Mullen's been shit in the bed on a public relations front for like a year and a half now. <laughs> it's been bad. He tried to like not give his players the time to vote. He was shitting all over COVID. Everything you could do, to like whatever your beliefs are, you shouldn't be doing it publicly when you're the face. Yeah. I think Florida State with, with Mackenzie Milton, I think it's just going to be, it's going to mean so much. I got them five. I got them five and six going into this game. It's going to mean so same. much to Florida State. I think they get it. I am right there with you. I think the emotional factor is more with uh, Florida State. Florida, I feel like as as they are as a program right now, they're kind of playoff or bust. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. they when they lose, like once they lose three games, they're going to be like, well, fuck, the season shot. So my thought exactly. I think that's somewhere that's somewhere around where I had them too, losing three or four games and. Three or four games at Florida, your season's over. So yeah, you're, if you're an eight-win Florida team, that's fine. Like you're a fine team. But that's not what like the SEC wants out of a team. Exactly, especially when you're supposed to be one of two teams that has a chance on the SEC, the, the east side of the bracket. So yeah, you're supposed to be one of these like top two dogs. You can't just like leave it to Georgia. But I guess you're going to this <laughs> year, Florida. I, the Gators are probably. I'm trying to think. Out of the three main Florida teams. Miami is my most hated, then Florida, then Florida State. I'm probably, I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate Florida State, obviously, but I, it's Florida than Miami for me. I hate both of those schools so goddamn much, but just Nebraska and Miami have just like literally the last time we played each other in 2014, there was a brawl on the field. That's how much the hate between <laughs> our programs runs. I'm I'm glad I would root for Nebraska in that brawl every single time. I fucking hate Florida. The the thing that was about Florida was that I liked is I, I'm I'm a passionate Ohio State hater, and they beat them in the college football, you know, the BCS championship, and then the basketball the mm-hmm. March Madness as well. So I was so fucking pumped up about that. But then Urban Meyer ended up coming back to you know go to Ohio State down the road, and I'm like, you know what? You just fucked it all. I don't care about any of it now. Now I hate both those teams. It's just <laughs> it's screwed. That's an Urban Meyer poisoning the well story. <laughs> yes, I hate him. <laughs> uh, do we? I feel like I'm leaning over for FSU, but that's a toughie. I'm I'm leaning over for FSU. It's more of an emotional play for me, but yeah, yeah. nothing nothing heavy. Up next, Virginia, the Wahoos with a win total set at six. Yeah, Bronco Mendenhall coming back, bringing back a lot of stuff. Guy to watch this year, dual threat quarterback Brennan Armstrong had 2,100 yards passing with 18 TDs, also 550 yards rushing with five TDs. He's got a lot back on offense, four or five of the O-line. They got seven starters back on offense, seven back on defense. So they got they got a lot coming back, a lot of opt-outs coming back also. I gotta say this is this must be based off of like last year's Virginia because 
blindly, I want to say that they're like an eight win team. Usually like Broncos had them pretty decent. He, I think he actually has a losing record at the school by like two games, but um, it's just just this weird mentality I have then. It's it's kind of cyclical for them. It's kind of uh, like every three years, once his guys are upperclassmen that he brings in, they're good for like two years. But then once those upperclassmen leave, it takes another year. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how it's gone. And this is one of those years where it looks like they could step back up. Well, they start the season off with a nice little gimme, William and Mary. That's yeah, a, that's that's a win. Yeah, way to pick that one. <laughs> easy win. Then they get Illinois at home. I'm giving them another win over Bielema. Give them another win over Burt at UNC <laughs> after that. Yeah, there I got a loss. I don't think they're going to catch UNC. Wake Forest at home after the UNC loss. I, I got a loss, or I got a win for uh, Virginia. Uh, yeah, I'll give a win for Virginia, too. Then a back-to-back road slate of at Miami, at Louisville. I do have them dropping both of those. I could, I mean, they could beat Miami, maybe, but I don't see it. I also have them losing both those games. I wish the Miami game was at home. Yeah. After that, they get a nice home slate of Duke and Georgia Tech. And I got them winning both of those. I'm winning both those ones for sure. Then they get to play at BYU. Yeah, Bronco Manonall is going to have his team jacked for that one. I'm giving him the win. Give him a win for me, too. Bye week into Notre Dame. So I'll do it now. I'll tell you right now. I went back because you're going to see it throughout this ACC breaking down these teams. I kept seeing it. Bye week, play Notre Dame. Bye week, play Notre Dame. Bye week, play. Six of their 12 teams on Notre Dame's schedule have buys before they play Notre Dame. Three of them, at least, maybe four are in the ACC, it's like they were like, yeah, okay, like we're going to play Notre Dame, but fuck you. We're, we're going to schedule our buys right before you, and we're going to stick it to you. They really do not want that team making the true ACC teams look bad, I guess. it's Well, they're just like, you're going to kind of join the conference, but not really. Well, go fuck yourself. We're here <laughs> to schedule. Yeah. yeah, I don't want just the tip. <laughs> so I, I actually I have a win for uh, Virginia here. That Notre Dame has Navy the week before. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in this Notre Dame team. And with Virginia getting the bye, I think they get it done. I think so, too. I think this is a kind of game that Bronco Mendenhall gets the boys up for. They come. Actually, Notre Dame comes to them. Yeah. And they just they get it done. They beat they beat the Irish. And actually, a couple years ago, one of the last times Virginia was was looking really good. Um, they went to Notre Dame and they they gave them a ball game. I mean, I think it was a Notre Dame playoff year, too. But it came down to the wire, and then it's just the O-line and D-line for uh, Virginia kind of wore out towards the end. But I think they get them here at home. I think so, too. After Notre Dame, they finish the season at Pitt and with Virginia Tech at home. And now here's where Pitt comes and bitch bitch smacks you. You get the win over Notre Dame, then you go to Pitt, you're going to lose. And I got them Mm -hmm. beating Virginia Tech at home. You haven't beaten Virginia Tech? I do have them beating Virginia Tech at home. the Virginia Tech, that's the second leg of a back-to-back for Virginia Tech. They got Miami, and then they got Virginia both on the road. I also haven't beaten Virginia Tech at home. I think uh, I think this time the Wahoos get them. I agree, and it could be the final nail in Fuente's coffin, finally. <laughs> Very well. Could be much to the, uh, the hope of many a Virginia Tech fan. <laughs> I, I imagine so. <laughs> I'm comfortably on this over. I got eight. Yeah, I have them at eight, too. 
Yeah, you called it before we even went through them. That they look like an eight-win team. That's what we both have them at. That's what they're at. Virginia, like Bronco Mendenhall, Virginia seems like eight wins. There you go. Easy. Easy. And they got the team to do it. Didn't even need to look at this one. Up next, NC State with a fucking win total of six? Yeah, really surprising. Are you kidding me? This team has a lot of talent back, man. They Their starting quarterback was hurt for most of last year. So Middle Tennessee State got that Bailey Hawkman. That's who started for them last year a lot. But that was after Devin Leary went down. Devin Leary, the quarterback now coming back for NC State this year, he had 900 yards, eight touchdowns, and only two interceptions in four games before he got hurt. You got eight starters back on offense and nine back on defense. I think this team's going to shock a lot of people. You know what? I was about to be like, when was the last time NC State didn't win nine games, but it was 2019? Yeah, yeah. Would they go last year, like six six and four? Eight and four. Eight and four. Okay, they did They did play a full schedule. Okay. Eight and four. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of pieces back from that, so. I was going to blindly say the over, let's get into this. They get University of South Florida at home to start with. Easy win there. Easy win at Mississippi State. Yeah, I got the loss there, though. If that was at home, I could maybe see it, but yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough travel. Furman at home and Clemson at home. Yeah, I got a win and a loss. I got a losing to Clemson. There's nothing tricky about the spot for Clemson other than being like, on the NC State, everyone always like says that they're going to be the ones to beat Clemson, but they don't. To beat Clemson in the ACC – like if you to beat Clemson just in general, you just need to be better. You need to be like an Alabama or an Ohio State to beat Clemson in the ACC. You need to be tricky. Mm-hmm. And NC yeah. State is not a tricky team. They no. are just like they're a solid team. They're a good team. They have good athletes. But Clemson's always going to dominate that. It's just it's just still the popular thing to do is to talk about Clemsoning and stuff like that. That hasn't been a thing for a while. I mean, NC State's played them tough a couple times in recent memory, but um. You got to catch them in the, like you said, you got to catch them in the right spot. It's got to be something tricky. And this isn't that's it. The, that's what you need. And like NC State just never gets that. So they're losing to Clemson. Louisiana Tech at home before the bye week. Yeah, give them a win there. Give them a win there at Boston College at Miami after the bye. I have them losing to Boston College, but I got I uh, have them actually winning the second leg of the back-to-back over Miami. Miami's coming off a UNC game. I think that's going to be a high emotion game. I think it's a good spot for NC State. I actually have NC State winning both of these games. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that would be I a hell of a stretch. It's going to be a hell of a stretch that they get. Then they get Louisville at home. I got to win there. I got to win there. Then another back-to-back leg with at Florida State and at Wake Forest. I have them losing at Florida State, but then beating Wake. Hmm, let's see. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? I also I haven't beating Florida State and losing at Wake. Okay. Flip flop it. They're not winning both like they're not winning two sets of like back to back aways. No, they're for sure one, losing one of those two games. Finishing the season, they get Syracuse at home and UNC at home. I got a win and a loss. I got a win and a loss as well. You got them at eight? Yeah, I got them at eight. Like easy I- eight. I have them at seven and five, and that's like the floor I see for this team. So I can I'm, see them up. I can I can live in a world where this team upsets UNC. Oh, definitely, especially having them at home. If it's if it's a good season, especially if you know you got them at eight wins going into that game, I, I think they definitely could get it done. They got the talent on this team to beat anybody. This is an easy over. Yeah. Yes, it is. 
this is one of the easiest overs I can remember. Uh, yeah, other than the other Wolfpack, Nevada. <laughs> Nevada is the easiest over of, of the entire, time. like still, <laughs> still the easiest over. Agreed. <laughs> Up next, we have Louisville, who at six and a half, they're really favored, and they're really thinking that 2020 was like a, a flash in the pan in the bad way and that he's getting this ship righted. But behind the scenes, I, he's not like looking the part. <laughs> No, it's, it's, you know, the things I've been looking into, there's only two coaches I've seen so far that seem pretty unanimously hated all around them, especially by their conferences. And it's Satterfield and Mike Leach. They both, it seems like the ACC wants Satterfield out like yesterday and same thing with Leach and the SEC. So also though, Satterfield's having problems within his own organization because he went and he tried for the South Carolina job. He had to issue a, po- a public apology for that. Do that, dude. You can't no. do that. No, especially since he put kind of his own name in the hat for that and like reached out about it more so than being contacted about it. So that's not good. He had four coaches bolt from the staff this offseason. I mean, once transferred. you see that the head coach is on the way, like trying to get out or something, I'd bolt too. But the team's still improving, so it's it's really strange. I think people are a little backwards and remembering more of like Lamar Jackson and that kind of Louisville instead of what Louisville actually has been for like most of their history, <laughs> you know. So I think he's still got him on the right track, and if he could do enough damage control, they have potential. I'm I'm right there with you. You saw it in 2019; they have the potential still to be a decent team. Six and a half. Uh- I'm blanket just going in. I'm going to say that seems a little high, but uh, let's jump into this one. They start with Ole Miss in a neutral site. Yeah, it's down south though, and I, I'm going to give yeah. the win to Ole Miss. I'm going to give the win to Ole Miss too. I'm I'm Satterfield, pretty high on Lane Kiffin. I think Satterfield could coach circles around Lane, but I love Lane Kiffin. Like I, I, people have this thing that Lane Kiffin's not that good of a coach, and I think that like people are still remembering his USC days. He was so young at that point, you know. He he really was. I mean, he's like, he's had so much time to mature. People just aren't giving him enough credit for like FAU and what he did there. Like he's so good at bringing in talent and just like creating this image. He's so good at playing the media. He's like he's like the poster child that you want for like a southern coach. Yes, I I agree. And I think I think what makes it so easy for everybody to hate Lane is his dad was a football guy, you know, Monty Kiffin, of course. I think that's it's kind of like silver spoon type deal. And he's like a, you know, he's like a good looking guy. He's young. He's gotten these jobs like USC, you know. So I think that's why everybody hates him. I think an X and O standpoint, I don't think he's one of the best coaches out there. I think I'm Satterfield perfect. is much better, but yes. a program coach. He's a great program coach to have as long as you have good coordinators around him. I do think as far as like the offensive game plans go, he's still pretty good. He's he's like flashy at the very least. Yeah, I mean the offense is legit. Yeah. You know. He's a terrible def- defensive coach. <laughs> Defense not so much. <laughs> um but yeah, there I think Louisville's losing to Ole Miss there. Eastern Kentucky after that one. I got a win uh, there. Nice shot with the win. UCF at home afterwards. Yeah, kind of a coin flip game, but being that it's up in Louisville, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Louisville. I'm gonna favor Louisville in that one as well. Then a nice little back to back slate of at FSU and at Wake Forest. I do have them losing both of those games. I think I'll give them an L for both those as well. Yeah, I'm gonna pencil in 
two losses right there for old Louisville. Virginia at home before the bye week. Yeah, I'm giving – it's a second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Virginia. I'm going to give the win to Louisville. I'm also going to give the win to Louisville right there. Uh, bye week coming out, get Boston College at home. Yeah, I got him winning that as well. I'm going to give him an L. You have a nice little L right there. How do you like that, Louisville? A nice <laughs> L for your bye week. I like it because I am shockingly high on Boston College this year. I think I am too. At NC State after the Boston College L. I got them losing the NC State game. I have them with a loss there as well. Then Clemson and Syracuse both at home. Loss and a win beating Syracuse. Loss and a win for me as well. At Duke and then Kentucky to finish off the season. Yeah, I have them finishing off with two wins there. I also have them finishing off with two wins. So I got them seven and five hitting the over. I got them at six and six. Whew. Right on it. So you're going a little under, huh? Yeah, I got to with the, with that little half right there. I got to go under. Yeah, I mean, there's enough. There's enough. Uh, just bad, bad aura circulating around there. I could see it. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna have to lean under on that one. Up next, team that's near and dear to my heart. This usually my favorite team of the ACC. I have one other one this year because I don't know why the fuck I'm so high on Pitt. But we have Wake Forest. <laughs> with an over-under of six and a half. Yeah, and you got Dave Clawson bringing back 11 starters on offense. This was the 19th scoring offense in the country last year, the 28th total. So, I mean, he's got an embarrassment of riches. You got Sam Hartman back, running back Christian Beal-Smith. You got wide receiver Ja'Cory Roberson, who had uh, 900 yards and eight touchdowns last year, all five linemen. It's Yeah, he's got a lot on offense. The defense sucks, but this team is going to be good. And a little, like, fun nugget, their kicker, Nick Skiba, he has the NCAA uh, record for most consecutive field goals made. So that's they got a good kicker. That's, that's important. awesome. <laughs> What's up, Jay's Made Picks? We're just breaking Yo. down some ACC football Wake Forest schedule, starting off with Old Dominion. Yeah, easy win there. Easy win. Norfolk State after that, another easy win. This is, this is kind of a nice little schedule going Yeah, on. starts off well so far. After that, Florida State at home. And I got him winning that. I'm winning that one at Virginia after that one. All right. That's where I got the first loss. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's their first loss. I hate saying it, but they, then Louisville at home. Yeah, I got him winning it. Got him winning that one at Syracuse. Winning that as well. Winning that one. Going from the bye week. Getting a nice bye week before you get to play at Army. Yeah, I got him winning that. So what? Six and one right now because you got the bye before Army. Yep, got him winning that one. Duke at home. Another win. At UNC. Now it's the most Wake Forest thing ever. Start off 7-1. and one. I have them losing the last four. <laughs> I'm doing the second most Wake Forest thing ever. I'm having them lose the last three. They're Ooh. beating UNC at UNC. Oh. It's going to be a shootout of shootouts. You know what? That is going to be a hell of a Hartman versus Howell. I don't think a lot of people are going to be talking about that matchup, but those are that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a shootout, and Wake Forest does this. They loot. They win one of these games just inexplicably. They can't. They won't do it against Clemson, Who but they'll North- do it against one of these weird colleges. That's like they'll do it against a UNC. They'll do it against like. A Florida State when they were decent, but like when they were kind of on the downturn, they'll do it against an NC State. It's what they do. It is. And I'll tell you what. So North Carolina, they have the week before they have Notre Dame in South Bend. 
So, and especially if UNC beats Notre Dame, Wake's taking them down, and I would I would put hundreds on that. I mean, mm-hmm. easy, easy. So I am at one, two, three, eight wins. For I got them seven. I'm on the over. I like Wake Forest. Me too. I'm I'm pretty comfortable on it. You got a lot of like cupcakes on that schedule too. That's I like it with that offense. I think they could get it done. I think so too. And like they could upset a Virginia. And mm. if it it sucks that it's on the back to back at the of the way game, but they could beat Boston College. Ah, man, it's, it's, yeah. The fact that it's like right after Clemson and it's at Boston College, I don't see it. But there's like a slim possibility. It's such a bad spot. It's such a bad spot to get. Such them. a bad spot. Either way, I still like seven wins. Yeah, I'm I'm on it over for sure. Up next, I'm just going to blindly say you are on the under for this team, <laughs> Virginia Tough. Tech, with an over under of seven. Man, I don't know what it is about Virginia Tech, but I have always hated this team, and it's only gotten worse. And I think Fuentes sucks. I mean, he got the <laughs> he got the offense moving a little bit last year, but it was all the ground game, and he lost his he lost his running backs. It's they got their top wide receivers back, but there's nothing sexy at quarterback. There's nothing sexy at running back. It's got three of five O linemen. I, I they were the thirty first total offense last year, a hundred and third total defense. Way to go! I bet Bud Foster's just putting a fucking beer bottle through his TV every every game. I, <laughs> can you imagine being Bud Foster and yeah. watching watching Virginia Tech have the one hundred and third total defense in the nation? They are one of the least sexy teams that I can remember. Yeah, there's nothing nothing jumping off the page about this team. Uh, let's just fucking get into this one. They get UNC to start with at home. I have them losing. That's a lose right there. Middle Tennessee, nice win. Yeah, I got him with a win. Careful, though, Justin Fuente. Careful. Careful. Middle Tennessee. You lose that one. You're oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that could be that could be danger right off the bat. They're not a bad team. Speaking of danger, having to travel into the heart of Appalachia, play at West Virginia. Not only is that one of the hardest places to play, it's one of the most insane environments. I mean, those those guys go insane there, those those Appalachian people. <laughs> it's like if um the wrong turn characters could be hanging out in the crowd, you know, it's basically what it is in my mind. They're probably not them burning couches and everything, and they're just lovely people. <laughs> but actually, Neil Brown's got this West Virginia team looking into them. I like what I see. That team has a really good defense, which is not what we're used to with Big 12 or West Virginia. I think it's a sleeper team, and I think they're easily taking down Virginia Tech. Say it, preach. West yeah. Virginia's getting the win there. Virginia Tech losing to WVU. Then they get Richmond at home before the bye week. <laughs> Danger, Justin Fuente. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have them getting that win, but that's not a bad FCS team. What is with these Virginia schools bringing in these these uh, you know backyard FCS teams that want nothing more than to punch you right in the face? Right, like you might as well just schedule JMU and just get it over with. And they would probably beat the hell out of Virginia Tech, honestly. But I mean, Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech at home a few years ago. Yeah, you don't like that. You don't like that if you're a Virginia Tech fan. Uh-uh. If they lose to Richmond, fucking fire in midseason, I bet. Yes, they better. I have them winning, though. I also have them winning. By week, like you were saying earlier, Yep, going into Notre Dame. 
Yeah, I have them losing, but uh, this is one of like three games on this schedule that I think could save Justin Fuentes' job if he gets it, but I don't have it happening. I don't have it happening either. They're losing to Notre Dame. Then they get to play Pitt. Yeah, I got them beating Pitt at home. I'm losing to Pitt at home. <laughs> Good. And then Syracuse to finish the season. Uh, to they got. I got oh, sorry, them. sorry. I'm, uh, <laughs> my page is messed up. They have so many more games. I was just, <laughs> I was just fucking. Bleh. Syracuse, Syracuse <laughs> at home to win. Yeah, same here. A nice little back-to-back road stretch of at Georgia Tech at Boston College. I got a win over Georgia Tech, losing the the second leg to Boston College. I'm right there with you. Then they get Duke at home before getting Miami and Virginia Tech both on the road. I have them beating Duke, and then I have them losing both of those last two games. Those last two games are the other two that maybe if Fuente steals a win, he could save his job, especially the Virginia game. But uh, I don't see it happening. I got them losing both. I have it five wins. I got them at six, and I could see it going way further south. No way they're getting eight. No way they're getting eight. No, nope. not a chance. I'm comfortably on this under. That's one of it's one of my favorite ones. They're not getting eight games. There's no way. Okay, it's time now. Up next, <laughs> the Pitt Panthers. Everybody, yes. I don't know why they are one of these irrationally te- like teams. I am just. I have no idea why I'm high on them. I have it with the NFL right now. I'm super high on the Vikings, and I don't understand why. Eh, the Vikings, at least you got the the purple people eaters, and you got the the Dante Culpepper uh, sex boats, like all that stuff. I mean, at least all that was real fun. Pitt, the most entertaining thing about Pitt, it kind of pisses me off, but they claim that they have like 12 national championships. I do like that. I do <laughs> it's, like that. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> fuck it. Why not? If the Alabamas of the world are going to claim like a bajillion – why not just as whatever school, just claim every national championship you can? Well, there was that publication that claimed a national championship for UConn last year because they <laughs> yep. didn't play. Do it. So I guess do whatever you want. But yeah, Pitt, Pitt has like 12. If I'm UConn, <laughs> hang a banner. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not? Pitt starting the season with UMass at yeah. home. There's a win and a little Mark Whipple revenge against his nice old team. Little win <laughs> at Tennessee after that. Yeah, I do not have Tennessee looking like a good program. I think Pitt goes in there and knocks them out. Give me the fucking <laughs> Panthers to beat the shit out of those volunteers. <laughs> I like it. Western Michigan at home after that. Yeah, Dangerous. another win. Dangerous. And we know, everyone knows we are directional Mish school fans here, but Pitt, 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 they're going to eat that horse shit and just shove it right back in their face and win that game. I'll tell you what, I mean, a 17th-year quarterback should be able to get the, the G5 win at home. He really should. <laughs> After that, New Hampshire at home. Yeah, I got another win. At Georgia Tech right before the bye week. And that's why I have them losing at Georgia Tech because Pitt was 4-0 and I have to do it. Nope. <laughs> They're beating Georgia Tech going into the bye week. After the bye week, Virginia Tech at home. Uh, on I, the road, sorry. I have that as a loss. Win. Clemson at home. You ready for some fun, Jim? Oh, I'm <laughs> fucking ready. Second leg of a back-to-back for Clemson. You take Clemson, one of the most athletic teams in the nation, and you send them up north later in the season to play at Heinz Field on the tall grass where their speed's going to be neutralized against one of the only teams that has consistently big enough offensive linemen and defensive linemen that isn't OSU 
or Bama. I'm giving the win to Pitt. Let's go. Yes. Garrett from Iowa checking in. Let's fucking go. Pitt is winning against Clemson. I'm calling it from the fucking rafters, baby. Yes, yes. I'm in, I'm in with you. They get Clemson this year. Fuck yes. After that, Miami at home. <laughs> Then they lose to Miami. They lose to Miami right <laughs> after that one. Yeah, I'm, I, even even the most unabashed pit rooter in me, they're losing to Miami at Duke <laughs> afterwards. I got them losing that as well. I got them losing. Huh? I'm pretty sure I had a beating Duke earlier, but I'm gonna I'm gonna correct that. They're gonna. <laughs> you gotta gonna take lose, a little they're gonna skid. Lose to Duke. You gotta take a little skid after the. I, gotta, I, gotta, I was I was the buildup was all. It was, <laughs> I'm, it's that it's that post pit like uh, realization. It's like, yeah, they're probably losing the Duke. Then they get North Carolina at home. I have them losing that as well, but that is a dangerous spot for North Carolina. Pitt is getting the dub. They're beating <laughs> all the best teams in the fucking conference. Pitt's winning that one. I'm just going to say it right now. The only games they drop are Miami and Duke. So I have them. I have them beaten Virginia at home after Virginia beats Notre Dame. Perfect spot for Pitt to bitch smack you. But then I have them losing to Syracuse. So I got them six and six. I could see it happening. I have them at 10 and two. <laughs> this is the year. This is the year. The Panthers win the ACC. I'm, I'm planting my flag. Pat Narduzzi, coach of the year. <laughs> I would love to see it. <laughs> Saying that out loud just made me sound, made me realize how ridiculous that is. That's I would fucking love crazy to see talk. It. I would love to see. There is no explanation in my mind of why Pitt isn't one of the most dominant football programs out there with the talent that you have around you. It's, I just don't get, why can't Pitt be like a better Penn state? I, they should be. They should absolutely be. Think of the players. I mean, the, it's some of the most legendary players of all time, Dan Marino, fuck, <laughs> right? You know what? Fuck it. Pitt at 50 to one to win the conference. <laughs> Man, those are good odds. I mean, the, Literally, I mean, literally every other team besides Clemson has amazing odds. Clemson is minus a thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's I saw that. That is so ridiculous. That's that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, with what you're talking about, I mean, you got you got four cupcakes pretty much right off the bat. I, I don't want to call Tennessee a straight up cupcake, but they kind of suck. All right, so four cupcakes. You still have you have road games against Georgia Tech and Duke, which are two of the worst teams in the conference, and Syracuse, which is the other worst team in the conference, right? All your toughest games, Clemson, Miami, UNC, Virginia, all at home. If the stars align and Narduzzi coaches his ass off, you might look like the smartest motherfucking person in the world. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's my inner hot take is I have to have these wild predictions. And this is just my one for the ACC. It's fair enough, man. It could, it could happen. There's no fun in predicting Clemson to win. They're probably going to win, but it's not Clemson. It's a wide open fucking game. Who knows whose ball game it is from there? And we know we know Pitt's going to have the talent. Mm-hmm. Up next, Boston College with a win total set at seven. Now I'm a big Boston College believer. I'm a big fan right now. This I would have loved to see this a lower. <laughs> I know, but the schedule. Once you see the schedule. Oh. Schedule is beautiful. It makes sense. And Jeff Halfley has this thing going, man. They have a quarterback. It's, I mean, it's been since what, Matt Ryan? Since we've seen a fucking quarterback with, you know, with Adazio just pumping the running game and the defense. Now we finally got Phil Jerkovich. 
transfer from Notre Dame. He came in last year. He took over the starting job, had 2,500 yards, 17 TDs, and five interceptions in 10 games. Boston College had the 24th passing offense in the country. How long has it been since we've fucking seen that? Literally probably since Adazio stepped in there. Yes, it's it's a relief. It's so good to see it back. That's a school I'd love to see have a good quarterback. That's Yeah, Boston College and good quarterback play is just something that should be synonymous. And you know what? The defense wasn't good last year. They were 73rd total, but they were 125th in 2019. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's a big improvement. If you make another jump, you're looking at a ball team right here. You're looking at a good team. There you fucking go. Starting the season off, they get Colgate at home. That's a win. It's a win. And what could you ask for an easier back-to-back road slate of at UMass and at Temple? No, you really couldn't, and that's two wins. That's two wins. <laughs> then they get Missouri at home. That's a tricky spot, but with Missouri coming up, I'm going to give them the win. It is before the Clemson game. That is before the Clemson game. I can't do it. They're losing but, Missouri. But if you're Jeff Halfley and you're the coach of the Boston College Eagles, are you looking ahead on Missouri to look? No, you're at not. You're definitely not. But I still you think know? Missouri is that much better at the moment. I think they're very comparable rosters right now. I have them graded out about the same. So I'm giving okay. the edge to Boston College at home. We'll get to this in the SEC, but I I think Missouri might be my like irrationally high on team in the East. That that'd be good because I like Drinkwitz, so I'm I'm cool with it. I like Drinkwitz. I hate the I hate Missouri as like a, <laughs> as a, as a team, but I always yeah. have because I hated I hated Chase Daniels, that little paunchy bastard. I couldn't stand that guy, and I've always hated them since. But I love Drinkwitz, even though he's kind of like been a cuckold this year. Like he just stands in the corner and then he like keeps poaching everybody's guys. He's the transfer portal's been kind. He's a sniper. He's a sniper. He is. After Missouri coming home, they get to go to Clemson before the bye week. Yeah, that's a loss. You would have loved that at home, and you would have loved it after the bye week. That, As it is right now, that's a loss. Yes. <laughs> after the bye week, though, they get NC State at home. Yeah, so I give them a win there. That's a win. And then at Louisville, at Syracuse. I got them losing to Louisville, beating Syracuse. I have them winning both of these ones. Very well could happen. They're a better team than Louisville. They are, and I think getting Louisville first is really nice. That is that is huge. After that, they get Virginia Tech at home and Georgia Tech on the road. Virginia Tech's on the second leg of a back-to-back road trip, so I'm going with uh, Boston College and then getting Georgia Tech as well. Mm-hmm. Finishing the season with Florida State and Wake Forest, both at home. Two more wins for me. That is two more wins for me as well. So as high as you are on Pitt, that's where I'm at with Boston College. I got them ten and two, and that's losing to Louisville. Also, at ten and two, <laughs> yeah. with Boston College. That's what I my jaw hit the hit the table a little bit when I saw over under seven as well. But now it makes perfect sense. It's it's my favorite play in the whole conference. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. The schedule the schedule is, is so good. Yeah. They get all the games you'd want. I mean, you know, you go on the road to Clemson, you're going to lose that anyway. And then the rest of your road games are all very winnable games. And you get the closer teams, the teams that are more comparable to you in talent, you get them all at home. Missing UNC and missing Miami is huge for them. Exactly. That's another thing, too. Also, no Virginia. 
Yeah, and like everyone else, like all the other good ones, like Wake Forest, Florida State, Virginia Tech, they all get at home. Yep, exactly. Those are all teams that they're right around the same talent level, if not a little better, and you get them at home. This is such a good schedule. Good job, Boston College, for scheduling your way into 10 wins, possibly. I mean, <laughs> and I, you, got, you got an SEC team, but it's at home, and you got two back-to-back road you know, trips, uh, two different ones, but the first one's a cupcake, and then the second one, you know, Syracuse is the second leg. Yeah, for like in conference, you can't mu- ask for much better than that. Uh-uh. Fuck. Good on you, Boston College. Yes, sir. Agreed. Up next, we have the Miami Hurricanes with a win total set at nine and a half. Do we? What's the whole status on Derek King? As far as I know, for sure he's out against Alabama. He's not playing against Alabama. That's I mean, as, that was a loss regardless, but. Right, exactly. And probably I Probably smart move. I think that's more so basically what we're saying here with, with that statement is that we're going to lose that fucking game. We're not going to get him killed out there. So that's that's pretty much as far as I've heard with it projected out. So, I mean, that's going to be a big deal. But I'll tell you what. I love De'Aaron King coming into Houston. I thought he was going to be a baller. And he's been nothing but a little bitch ever since. Even I mean, he was he was great last year when he played. But I, I'm really yeah. soured on him. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't step foot on it now that he's gotten all his endorsements and shit. So the thing is with him, uh, yeah, he's probably a whiny little bitch sometimes, but the dude can ball. Oh, my God. 2,600 yards, 23 TDs, five picks through the air, 530 yards, four TDs on the ground. Has all his running backs, all his wide receivers, 5-0 linemen back. Uh, The offense really took a huge step forward last year. Defense stepped back, but the offense, huge step forward, and he's a big reason why. And I think the schedule, just looking up and down, it seems pretty friendly to him as well. It's not bad. I got I got pretty win heavy towards the end of this conference, and I went back over it after I projected it out. And I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna have four different teams that are this fucking good in the AAC or the ACC." But um, it's just their schedules line up well. Their schedules are just super nice. They're losing to Alabama to start the season, obviously. Bet Alabama minus whatever the fuck you want. Minus whatever Alabama crushes these openers recently. Yes. App State at home afterwards. Yeah, danger, but uh, App State's not the program they once were, so a win. Yep, if you listen to our Sun Belt uh, conference preview, go check that one out. You'll notice that we're both kind of lower on an App State this year. They're in a rebuilding phase at the moment. Yep. So I got Miami with a win there. The Michigan State at home as well. I got them losing this game, and it's just a gut feeling. I'm just so low on Michigan State that I have to give the win to Miami. Michigan State is another team that they just they don't grade out like there's nothing really really sexy about the team but it seems like they're going to kind of start getting back to just hard-nosed Michigan State football and I think that bodes poorly for Miami with their current roster. It very well could, but I just don't see it. Miami in my opinion is getting this one done. Then Central Connecticut State University coming to town. Yeah, they're practicing for a uh, for a bid to get into the SEC with that scheduling. Go ahead and give them a win there. Then they get Virginia at home before the bye week. Another win. Another win. Bye week at UNC. And this is why I have UNC losing that that game there. Uh, Miami gets the bye week to prepare for it. Miami or uh, Manny Diaz 
is taking over defensive play calling this year. If you remember, if you remember last year, UNC put it on this Miami team. They scored over 60 points on them. I think this is a big revenge spot on the road. You got the bye week to prepare. I think Miami gets it done. Also, did they have Derek King in that game? I don't believe they did. I think that was when he got hurt. I think this turns into a huge shootout. I think so too, but I think Miami pulls away. And I think Miami gets the win. Yep. NC State at home afterwards. That's where they lose, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they Coming lose off that NC emotional State. win. At Pitt after that. At Pitt, I also have as a as – a, no, I have it as a win. Yep. Um, you know what I have it as? As a fucking – I'm pretty – actually, I think I have the beating Pitt. Yeah, yeah I, do, I do have them. You couldn't, uh, yeah, you couldn't have had Pitt beat Clemson and Miami back to back. No, not back to back. Georgia Tech at home afterwards. Yeah, I got a win there. A win there at Florida State. Another win. Another win. Virginia Tech and at Duke to end out the season. Two more wins, so I got them nine and three. Yeah, that's still on the under though. Yeah, I don't trust Manny Diaz yet, man. He's 14 and 10 after taking over that program from Rick. I just haven't seen it yet. They've they've had talent there and it hasn't been that impressive. I'm not buying it yet. I got to see it first. I'm not even as con- I have him at 10 and fucking 2 and I don't see it either. <laughs> I, I this team wouldn't be a 9-win team in my mind if their schedule wasn't so favorable. I mean, I have him at 9 and 3, but that Michigan State that could easily be a win. So maybe 10 and two, but it's just the schedule just lines up so well for this team. It's yeah. It might be another propped up Miami team in the rankings. So after playing Alabama in week one, they don't leave the state of Florida until week seven. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even look at that. That's ridiculous. Of course. That's such a Miami move. It is. And, And you know what? Here's what we're going to be talking about towards the end of this season when you and I are recapping things and we're going over what's going on and we're bitching about the committee and all this, bitching about rankings. We're going to be talking about Nevada being like 10-0, and 0, and we're going to be talking about this Miami Hurricanes team with two losses and this bullshit schedule being ranked, ranked ahead, ahead of them. Yeah. I and we're going to be pissed I can off. See it. I don't want to fucking t- – yeah, don't even get me started on <laughs> shit already. Let's just fucking move on. UNC win total 10. There you go. God, doesn't that like shake you to your core seeing a UNC football team with a 10 over That's under? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, that, that hit me like a ton of bricks. But I'll tell you what, Mac Brown's obviously doing a great job. They do bring back eight starters on each side of the ball, but they lost a lot of talent at the running back and wide receiver position. Obviously, you still keep, uh, you still keep uh, Sam Howell, who's one of the favorites for the Heisman, but they lost a lot on this offense. I'm surprised to see the 10 as the win total. It seems it seems rather high. Yeah. Uh, they start the season off at Virginia Tech. I got them winning. That's the win right there. Georgia State and Virginia both at home. Yeah, I wish that Georgia State game was in a little trickier spot. I could totally see them slapping them, but it's not tricky enough. You're not looking ahead to Virginia. It's That's a win. If they flipped the Virginia Tech game and uh, Georgia State, then I could see it. I could see that as well. It's like if, a tricky if, opener. If it, yeah, yes. So I, I got them winning both of those games. I got them three and zero right now, and then they get at Georgia Tech and Duke. Two more wins. Two more wins right there. Florida State and Miami both at home. 
Yeah, uh, I got him beating Florida State once again. Mac Brown getting his first win over the Seminoles and then losing to Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. Lockstep, bye week, and then at Notre Dame. Yeah, what a fucking surprise. A bye week before Notre Dame. I got him losing, but that's dangerous for Notre Dame. I got him beating Notre Dame. I, it I makes think, sense. I think, a, I think they're the better team. Wake Forest at home. Uh, I got him winning. Got him winning that one. After that, though, at Pitt. Such a dangerous game. If this was in a trickier spot on the schedule, I would have Pitt winning this game. But being that I already have Pitt beating Clemson and it's in between Wake and Wofford, I do have UNC pulling this off. Pitt's winning the game. I'm fucking calling it. Pitt's (laughs) winning this game. That Again, that high grass and that Heinz Field, that weird atmosphere – that could very well happen, and it's later in the season for UNC to come up north. Pitt could win four games, and those four games would be against Clemson, Miami, UNC, <laughs> and Florida State. I, I mean, I have them at six and six, and that's essentially yeah. what I have happening is <laughs> like them beating all the best teams and losing to the worst. It's just so, that's, that's very yeah. But I have <laughs> them losing to Pitt, and then I have them winning against Wofford and winning against NC State. Same here. So I do have them at ten and two. Same here. That's just right on the money. That's too high. That's just too high of a number. It's too – I mean, the schedule – with the schedule, it makes sense. It's just Vegas Vegas hit the number on the head. That's all it is. It's That's why it's a no-touch. I'm going to say under, but Vegas just crushed the, the, the win total. I would say under, but, like, even with the schedule, like, you could slot in. Like, if they don't beat Notre Dame, they could beat Miami or they could beat Pitt. It's Exactly. The that's wins it. are there. Yeah, it's just it's Vegas just crushed that win total. Yeah, that's, that's all that's, it is. Yeah. Last team in the ACC, the big daddy, the fucking big kahuna. It's Clemson. Everybody knows Clemson is the ACC at the moment in football. They are this conference. And yeah. And I've always liked Clemson too. Like they were a team it's it's harder now than it used to be. I don't really cheer for them anymore, but it's just I've always, you know, just being younger and you see like the purple and orange jerseys and shit. Oh, they got some I, sick shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love the clipboard Jesus, Charlie Whitehurst. I fucking love Charlie Whitehurst. I love uh, CJ Spiller, like all those guys. They've always had cool players. Taj Boyd. Love Taj know? Boyd. I yes. love Taj Boyd. Same here. Same here. Um, so it's it 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 is. I, I don't want to hate this team, but I just kind of do anymore because it's just so, so- boring. They're minus a thousand to win the fucking conference. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> stupid. What makes me dislike Clemson now way more than I thought I would because I, I when they came up, I was like, oh, this is a fun new team. They're it's great. I like seeing them. They're, we, they they mm-hmm. haven't been like a traditional power, right? Um, that's awesome. But what I hate is they have all the they they are Alabama level. They are on the Alabama Ohio State level. But they still carry around the, oh, poor little old Clemson, woe is me. Yeah. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. They do. and it's Just it's shut because, up. It's because Ohio State always has asshole coaches. Every single time they have asshole coaches. And Alabama's obviously got Nick Saban, who I love him. He's the best coach of all time. There's no question. He's a fucking asshole. Dabo Sweeney's Mr. All shucks. Like, you can't. It, it's Dabo just, Sweeney's an asshole. He's an asshole that puts up the front of all shucks. Undercover, yeah. He's like a church lady that gossips after service. You know, it's that's what he is. But his pers- his, his persona is Mister All Shucks. It's so you know, he just seems like such a nice guy. But yeah, I bet you're he's on the Clemson. <laughs> you are the Ohio States of the world. You yeah. are the asshole. 
Absolutely. Act like it at least. <laughs> yeah, just accept it. Accept what you are. Turn to the dark side. Just let it go. Just do it. <laughs> Fuck. They start off with Georgia at a neutral site in Charlotte. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, obviously, Charlotte, it's, you know, geographically, that sounds better for Clemson. Being that it is neutral site, Georgia's going to travel just as well. The SEC travels. Georgia travels. You do only have five starters coming back on this Clemson offense. It's something I found really shocking. We all know DJU. That's what I call him because I can't pronounce his last name. DJU, he looks really good. He looks like he could be the real deal. Another, you know, Heisman hopeful quarterback. But they're only returning three of five own linemen. And last year, they only had the 75th rushing offense in the country. And now they lost Travis Etienne, who was a first-round running back talent. And Ohio State physically dominated them on both sides of the ball in that playoff game. I really don't like that look. I think Georgia has a lot coming back. Georgia has JT Daniels, who's an experienced, good quarterback. Georgia looks way better on offense when they have JT Daniels and their run game is stout. I got Georgia winning this game. They're four point underdogs right now. Hammer the hammer, the money line, money, money line. Georgia is winning this game and Clemson's win total of 11 is already shot. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's why these numbers are insane for like, they act like every team goes undefeated. So if Clemson (laughs) played the schedule they played last year, I would have probably said, yeah, they could probably win 11. They could probably win 12 mm-hmm. games. And guess what? They lost to Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. And and the year before, I, I believe, I, th- I think it was 2019. Did they go undefeated in 2019, right? They did. And up until um, they played in the national championship game. Right, right, right. And their over under that year was 11. And I remember looking at it and I was like, holy shit, like I'm on the over. You know, so well, it's there, but it's it's just it's not this year. They're not that because team. Clemson generally they'll play a super easy out of conference. Like usually out of conference, their toughest game is like South Carolina. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Getting a they, Georgia who I Georgia this year is on that level to me. They are same, one yeah. of these like they are national championship or bust this year. And it's time for Kirby Smart to prove it, man. He needs this marquee win. I think this is the perfect spot to get it. I'll tell you what, I've looked at I've looked at the three big dogs. I've looked at there's three over under win totals of 11. Actually, I haven't looked at Ohio State's yet actually, but I assume it's probably 10 or 11. I don't I don't see it with any one of the three, Bama, Ohio State or Clemson. They're all just they're all starting new quarterbacks. They they're just all bringing back a lot of new pieces that I don't know. I just I just don't see it. Bama and Clemson both play back to back away games, which never happens. So I'm I'm not seeing these elevens. I'm I'm not seeing the overs on the eleven over unders. Yeah, I'm just this year. I'm just not. I'm definitely not seeing it this year. Mm-mm. Um. Nope. Let's just. I mean, uh, we have both have them losing them to Georgia. Uh, SC State afterwards. That's more of a Clemson <laughs> out of conference game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now we're on our, our our speed there. Yeah. That's a win. That's a win. Georgia Tech win. Yep. At NC State win. Yep. Boston College. Boston win. College win. By a week at Syracuse win. Win. The carrier gum is always weird. At Pitt loss. There it is, and I'm on it too, man. We already talked about it. I'm I'm all in on it. And then win on out. Florida State win at Louisville win. UConn win. Wake Forest win at South Carolina win. 
Yes, sir. But I don't know. What a ten and, boring fucking season. Ten and ten and two, really. I don't think that gets you. Uh, I don't think that gets you the playoff when you're in the ACC. I don't think it does either. I don't think it does, especially because like you lose to a playoff team in Georgia. Yep. Even if you beat Pitt, God, none of these teams really stand out. Jeez. I, I think we're gonna finally. I mean, I still hate the stupid fourteen playoff, but I think we're finally gonna see some new faces in there. I think at least, at least Notre Dame. Thank, thank Christ, because I can't watch another beatdown of that team. Notre Dame and Clemson, I do not think are going to be in it. I definitely don't think so either. Ohio State is at eleven wins, by the way. Are they? I thought so. Yeah, I don't see it with them either. I don't either. They're they're in trouble right off the bat too. Just like just like Clemson. I mean, I, it's a little. It's not just like Clemson because they're not as evenly matched, but Ohio State starts off in Minnesota. But, hey, we'll save that for the Big Ten. Fuck yeah, we will. <laughs> Do you have a favorite ACC win total, my friend? Dude, it's Boston College. I'm on it. I, just, I, I think they're going over seven pretty easily. I like that team a lot. I will co-sign your Boston College, and I will stamp my own. The Pitt Panthers are winning the ACC, folks. Man, you're getting me pumped on Pitt. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Patton Harduzzi, uh, coach of the year in the ACC. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to send you uh, like a big bottle of your favorite beverage. The fuck is wrong with me? If if you if Pitt goes ten and two, it's on me. I'll send you the biggest bottle of whatever you like. <laughs> if you call your shot on that one, I'll be mighty impressed. Call it right now. I'll call it when we do our college football futures show too. Hell yeah. Let's fucking go. Okay, that'll do it for this ACC show. Tell the people where they can find you, my man. Yes, you guys can always find me on Twitter at 32CourtVision. Guys, start commenting. Start, you know, chatting us up about this stuff on either in the video, on our BTV videos. You can always leave comments. Chat us up on Twitter, whatever you want. So at 32CourtVision on Twitter. Always follow the BTV account. I'll do college fo- football fast fives every single day. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Fuck yes. I am going to reiterate his statement. When you're in the live streams, make sure you're commenting. It's awesome. We love responding to all the comments. We had three today. Fucking awesome people. Yeah. All beautiful gentlemen. All beautiful folks. Love you guys. You know where to find me. I'm at XFL Jim. Uh, I'm going to hashtag garage certified is coming back for college football. Get hyped for it. Hashtag CFL certified is here for CFL fo- football and CFL gym. Dude, he's uh, doing a great job. I don't know where you found him, but he is doing an excellent, excellent job. He's such a nice guy. It's all the gym averse, dude. We're all connected. We're all connected. <laughs> I'm posting that video, which is part of my mid-year update. I'm just going to chunk that little bit out, post it online. So everyone knows. So I can stop explaining the gym averse. I can just, link that video every time it'll be perfect follow me on twitter follow me on youtube subscribe to the gymnasium on wherever you're getting your podcast folks uh overcast stitcher we're on it all apple Podcasts, google podcasts we're everywhere love you guys the gymnasium tailgate acc show is out of here